Hey, what's going on, guys? This is the Leafs Convo podcast for Vanguard Northeast Realty in Scarborough. VanguardNE.ca. I'm Norman James in London, Ontario, along with Mike Augello from Buffalo, New York. Happy Eve of NHL Free Agency 2019. Mr. A, how you doing, brother? Good morning, Norman. Um, well, anticipating some busy uh, things going on in the NHL. I'm not sure how busy the Maple Leafs will be, but there's a lot of percolation sure. in terms of news regarding the Leafs uh, and what they're going to do over the next couple of days. So we will we will see. I don't care what's brewing. Nothing will taste as good as a Galchenyuk for Kessel deal. <laughs> well. Come on, I you know it's it's funny it's funny because I mean again I I don't have a big problem with Phil Kessel um, but I, I do love to jab him though and if anybody follows me on Twitter I uh, there was a uh, a famous uh, commercial I think it was I think it was an Oscar Mayer oh, um, commercial and I uh, and I of course you know the little dachshunds wearing buns running through running through a field and i and i said here's phil kessel and his friends going to arizona and then yeah it, you know and steve simmons came out yesterday and said something about kessel this is the thing phil kessel is a hockey savant there's no yep. doubt he may be a hall of famer he's going to score easily over 400 goals maybe get up to 500 he's durable he's hasn't missed a game since the shoulder injury that uh, he had when he got traded to the leafs back in i think it was oh oh eight or oh nine um you know and he and he's won two stanley cups you can't keep, take that away from him but he wears on teams or or he gets bored with teams after a while and apparently last night the the, the indication was he had been asking for a trade from uh the from the penguins for over a year and then he blocked the trade they wanted to make to minnesota uh, they, you know in the end, the Penguins got Alex Galchenyuk, which is somebody that they, they wanted. But Kessel basically controlled where he wanted to go. We had heard, like, on, on the Buzzcast, we had talked about Kessel to Arizona uh, for over a year. And we, we had mentioned the fact that, you know, he would love to go to Arizona because he could hi basically hide out there, score his 30 goals, play under Rick mm -hmm. Tockett, who was a coach in Pittsburgh, play golf and eat hot dogs. <laughs> And that's and that's what he's gonna do. And God bless him. You know, I, I hope he keep, I hope he brings the Coyotes to the playoffs. You know, I have no animus towards him, but you know, it's it always is this sort of humorous, and uh, there's always mm -hmm. something with with, uh, with Castle. So I, you know, whatever. So he needs what five more thirty goal seasons to get up to five hundred, three hundred fifty seven career goals for one Philadelphia Kessel who Brian Burke brought in to be the centerpiece back in 2009. He should have been yeah. the cherry on top, which he was with a Pittsburgh Penguins team in 2015, right. 2016. So Phil Kessel got his, the question is what is he going to get next in Arizona? This is the Leafs convo podcast for Vanguard Northeast realty. So Michael, um, we're right up against the edge of June 30th, 2019, and July 1st, NHL free agency. Mm -hmm. The comment section on the Leafs Combo YouTube channel has been a buzz, especially after our last item. Mitch in a pinch. A lot of people digging at Mitch, digging at Dubas, mm -hmm. which I like because people are hungry. People want better from their representation in the NHL. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not saying fire Dubas, get rid of Marner, kick Nylander out of town, restructure the team. But you know what? These cats are paid a lot of money. They represent us. We love our Maple Leafs. What are they going to do for us? So what do you think is going to be done? Well, there's already some indicators and already things that have sort of been put in place that I think I have to, and I have to give credit to Kyle Dubas if this deal comes to fruition, the, the deal that was reported yesterday by Elliot Friedman and, and Chris Johnston. Um, you know, th- it was widely thought of that the Zaitsev deal that would happen would happen after July 1st because of his $4.5 million salary, $3 million of that is signing bonus. So any team that is, you know, tight against the any team that's fiscally restrained, shall we say, would want to wait until after July 1st to make that deal. Well, lo and behold, when I was on the draft floor in Vancouver last week, I saw Dubas talking to a number of general managers, one of them being a Pierre Dorian of the Ottawa Senators. And, you know, I I posted a picture on on my Twitter feed of of them talking. And it was a lengthy discussion. It was not like, hello, Pierre, how are you doing? How do you like the breakfast at the Marriott? It was, you know, it, it was, you know, it, it was definitely, it was definitely, it was definitely something involving a yeah. trade. At that point, I thought before the Patrick Marlowe deal, it might have been to do what the, the Leafs did with, with Marlowe, with Carolina to dump the salary and then have him buy it, mm-hmm. buy it out. Uh, it turned out, based on the reports from, from yesterday, to be a Nikita Zaitsev deal. And if you think about it, it makes sense. DJ Smith, who coached the defense in Toronto, is now the head coach of the Senators. He knows Zaitsev very well. Um, Zaitsev's agent and the Leafs are working in terms of uh, in concert with each other about waiving his no trade, which kicks in uh, on July 1st. And the report of them getting Cody Cece back in the deal makes perfect sense. The Leafs get rid of five years of Zaitsev's contract. He doesn't want to play in Toronto anymore. A CC has one more year. He's an RFA right now. He's one year away from being a UFA, so he'll either sign the qualifying offer or a, an, a, an amount relatively close to what Zaitsev was making. So he replaces Zaitsev. He's a right-hand shot. It all fits mm. pretty well, and, and there's no, there probably is no long-term commitment here. But the, you know, who's to say that after being in Toronto for a little while, that if if the Leafs like him and CC likes playing there, that there isn't the possibility of a long-term extension. So if this deal ends up being CC for Zaitsev, or you know maybe a draft pick or something else minor thrown in, that's a that's a coup for for Kyle Dubas because he gets a top four defenseman. Who doesn't? It ha- isn't perfect. He doesn't. Ha- he has some flaws, but he gets somebody serviceable in a top four role who can, who plays the right side for Zaitsev. Would you attribute a deal like that, if done, to pulling a rabbit out of a hat, or is this a little more obvious than some people might think? Um, well, I mean, I you know I didn't foresee it because I I always have the you know the the problem of uh, you know teams without within a division trading with each other, but this happens. It's the second major deal between Ottawa and Toronto over the last you know three or four years. The Fanuf deal and now this one, and and the reason being is is Toronto will spend that will pay that three million dollar bonus because it's tip money, and the fiscally restrained Eugene Melnick will will go to the bank because he only has to pay a million and a half on Zaitsev for a four mm-hmm. and a half million dollar cap and it helps them get to the cap floor and it also helps the it and the Leafs 
Uh, it helps them also because they'd have to pay Cody CC whatever he's making. So, I, you know, I, it makes sense for Ottawa. And again, Zaitsev and DJ Smith. That you know, I, I, I'm not as I'm not as much of a critic of Zaitsev as a lot of other people are. I think he's an okay defenseman. I think he's played in a situation where it wasn't suitable for him because they, I think they wanted him to be a shutdown defender when he was brought over from Russia to be more of a power play mm-hmm. guy, to be more of a puck mm-hmm. rusher. So, you know, I, I mean, I, so I don't begrudge him his, his career with the Leafs. I think he's done the best that he can, but they put him in a role where I don't think he was suitable for. And, you know, and CC is, you know, he's not a big, he's six two two oh six, I believe he's not a big physical defenseman, but, I, I think if they play him with, say, Jake Muzzin, it, that's a pretty good second pairing. Now they just have to find somebody to play with Morgan Riley. Cody Cece, a first-round draft pick, 15th overall, 2012. Drafted by the Senators, spent most of his OHL career with the Ottawa 67s, finished it up with the Owen Sound Attack. This is the Leafs Combo Podcast for Vanguard Northeast Realty. OGs, converts, hate listeners, what say you? Let us know inside the comments section or on the community platform or on Twitter at I am Norman James and at Mike in Buffalo. So into tomorrow, Mike, would you say the Leafs will be treading more than making a splash? Well, I mean, Kyle Dubas basically came out and said, you know, any big name free agent we're not in on. We're keeping our powder dry for, for Marner. Um, I do think with, if this deal happens – uh, there's the possibility of another another deal happening down the line. It, I, I personally believe that if they sign Marner to the amount uh, close to what has been reported, that there's another move to be made. And, and honestly, their defense still isn't good enough to be competitive, a competitive team in the Eastern Conference. So I, I think either a Kadri or a Nylander deal would possibly follow. Yeah. And, 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 you know, in terms of cap space, we don't know how much it's going to be right now for Marner. So that's, that, that's the great unknown. But I, the one thing that, that Duba said, and, I, I, and, you know, we've talked about this uh, for, you know, over the last few convos, is they're going to be going out there looking for bargain veteran minimum contracts like they did last year with Tyler Innes. And, you know, I think that, that you know, they, they're going to try to add maybe two or three type of contracts like that to provide role players. Now, the, the yesterday, uh, unfor- there was one good signing and one terrible signing. They, they re-upped Michael Hutchinson. So I, I would think that – and they've officially announced that. So I think that means that Garrett Sparks is on his way out of sure. town. But unfortunately, they re-upped Martin Marinson um, because they need – a statue to be the seventh or eighth defenseman on the blue, on their blue line. Um, so, you know, sorry. So, you know, I mean, and he, no, he's a, he's a, you know, he's Babcock, I guess, trusts him in a limited role and they can always bury him in the Marlies. And I, I get that, but you know, I just, I sort of just wanted them to move on from him and allow like the Collie Rosens and the Borgmans and whoever the young defenseman coming up the chance to play. And maybe by the halfway part of the season, that'll happen. But, you know, Morinson just represents a lot of bad things when it comes to, to the Leafs blue line. But, and they also, uh, they also filled out their coaching staff by hiring uh, the Flyers, uh, former head coach, Dave Hackstall as an assistant. So they got a lot of little things done just before July 1st. And I think that what they're going to do is what they did last year with Innes, who was coming off a buyout with Minnesota, who was looking for a fresh start. 
And Duba said, you know, we're looking for guys who want to like sort of pad their legacy, come into Toronto, who want to come to Toronto to play with mm-hmm. good players, to have opportunity on the blue line. That is going to be valuable. Valuable. And the thing, the thing is, if you play in Toronto, you're going to be playing on Hockey Night in Canada 25, 30 times yep. a year. You have a good season. You can use that as a springboard for your career. And that is what happened with Innes because Innes is probably going to get a multi-year deal somewhere this, this summer. Kyle Dubas is trusting players to come to Toronto to pad a legacy. But Kyle Dubas is still trying to build one, so he has to be careful what he wishes for. Now, I will say that... Dave Haxtell is no Ron Haxtell. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, you're, so, you're, so you're saying he's not going to chop Kent, uh, the equivalent of Kent Nielsen with this Oh, my stack. God. And, you know, you mentioned something about being on the draft floor, Mike. You were in the middle of the draft mm-hmm. floor. Is that like you on the dance floor? Because no, I wasn't in the middle. I wasn't in the middle of the draft floor. I was at the end of the draft floor oh. with all the other reporters because nobody is allowed on the draft floor other than league officials and their sons. Huh. So, and, and so when I was at the draft all those years ago, why was I in the middle of the draft floor? And why were those guys in those blazers with walkie talkies chasing me around? I guess I shouldn't have been there. <laughs> uh, Mike, um, William Nylander, the all-knowing omniscient one, uh, Mr. R- 100% money, gets it done properly. Nylander's spoken to Marner about everything that's, everything that's going on with the negotiations and stuff. And uh, according to Nylander, it's just the beginning of the summer. You've got a lot more time to go, so there's no worries. Yeah. Well, th- this, is the, this is the one thing that, that has to be concerning if uh, Darren Ferris and Paul Marner and the Marner camp and Mitch decide to follow the playbook of William Nylander. Because if you remember, the first year of that six-year deal was front-loaded because of him going into the season. To balance things out, it's prorated, so he gets the amount equal to what he would get in a Mm -hmm. full year. The Leafs can't do that this year. They don't have the wiggle room. So if this impasse goes past the beginning of the season, the Leafs may not be able to sign him until the following year. And that's yeah. that, that. That's a disaster scenario, sure. and I don't think that's going to happen. But I think at some point, you know, there's got to be. You know, I, I don't think. I still continue to think there will not be an offer sheet. They will use that as a threat. That threat dissipates after, say, the first week of free agency, because most of these teams will have gone out and spent their money, and they won't have the cap space to sign Marner to a twelve or thirteen million dollar four, five, six, seven year offer yep. sheet. But that's why the deals should get done uh, in the next few days. And if it doesn't, then Mitch Marner is sort of holding back the Leafs and Dubas from being able to do what they need to do. I know business is business. I know money is money. But there's a, a good possibility the dream of Marner as a long-term Leaf hoisting that damn jug at center ice inside Scotiabank Arena, wearing the blue and white, could be dead. And that's just the way it goes, I suppose. But it really doesn't have to. But the dream could be dead, man. The dream really could be dead. And, you know, just last year, we're looking at this team and the ascent towards being better and getting closer to legitimate contendership. As we are right now, Mike, it could be just a part of the process, a bump in the road, a blip on the screen. But... I don't know if I'm feeling it the same way I was last year, and maybe this is because we talk about this damn team too much. But yeah, I, I think I think in the end they 
you know, they will push away from the brink because I think the Leafs are really, really willing to do not, and not capitulate, but I think they're willing to do a two year bridge like Elliot Friedman has reported or a long-term deal, but the long-term deal has got to be um, in a certain level. Otherwise it really cripples them for this year where, where there's a choke point on the cap. So, you know, I think in the end, the compromise will be the two, the two or the three-year bridge. But I mean, we'll, well see. Mitch Marner had ninety-four points last season. The question is, how many of those points were five-on-five, five, and how many of those points were really attributable to John Tavares? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so get rid of him. Okay, Mike, uh, take it easy, buddy. Happy Canada Day. Happy whatever the hell happens on the 4th of July down there. And uh, actually, we'll be in touch real soon, okay? Thanks. We would like to thank Vanguard Northeast Realty in Scarborough, title sponsor of the Leafs Convo, demonstrating passion for the industry and a superior level of excellence in selling, leasing, and marketing your property. Vanguard Northeast Realty.